0: Hello, and you are very welcome back to the Unpopular Opinion podcast. Um, this week, I am flying solo, at least for half of the podcast, um, but I do have a very gorgeous special guest star on. So I am Carla, and with me today I have the beautiful Simone from Simone Scribes. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Cool. So um, you've been a, a wish list, if you will, um, person you of mine, so uh, to special. have. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, for two different reasons. You are like a professional expat, I want to say. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You, you could call me a professional expat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also the queen of skincare.
1: I do love a bit of skincare, yes. A bit of a, a, an obsession of mine
0: so uh that's obviously very passionate about skincare and something that I know our followers are very passionate about as well so I really wanted to have a nice chat with you today go through some skincare bits some skincare topics but um first of all tell us a little bit about you so as I said you're an expat like a professional one
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I'm currently in Saudi Arabia we've been here for a year and um this is our god i think it's like our 11th year overseas when you taught them all up so it's we've been away for a really long time and it was completely unintentional as these things always go um we were back in ireland uh before saudi for two years and that was kind of the plan to stay and then you know how it is something came up and we just thought yeah let's go <laughs> so yeah we've been away for a really long time i'm from galway originally um I am married, I have a little boy called Charlie who's eight and um, my background is in beauty and um, beauty journalism. And uh, for the last sort of six years, I've been working for myself um, as a freelance um, creative strategist for brands. So I do a lot of um, brand work, essentially anywhere a brand has to live online, I will write their tone and create their language and build their brand. I do all the photography, um, social media, any kind of strategy related to uh, marketing campaigns, influencers, all that kind of stuff.
0: And that's me. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow. I think a lot, like, I think it's one of those things, you know, when you see somebody on Instagram and you're like, you don't have a real job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was actually talking to um, Denise Kenny about that recently. We were just chatting and she was like, what do you do? <laughs> like, all of us do something outside of Instagram, and I think you just forget that you know nobody really talks about their real jobs as much because it's usually not as fun, and you know a lot no. of us use Instagram <laughs> for our passion, you know whatever that is. So it is funny when you find out something. Oh, that's your job, you know? Like, it's yeah, it's funny.
0: So you're a Galway girl originally, but you've moved up to the big <laughs> a yes. few years ago. Yeah and like i i find the most interesting thing about you i think as well but you've done a lot over in the middle east so that kind of seems to be your hope your your spot um and your tiktok has just become the most beautiful aesthetically pleasing (laughs) thing i've seen in my life
1: another completely unintentional (laughs) um approach to social media it it was kind of like I wanted to live in Saudi for a really long time we li- we lived in the Middle East for a really long time before this we lived in Dubai and we lived in Bahrain and at the time we lived in Bahrain Saudi was a closed country so you couldn't enter unless you were invited and usually that was only for work purposes so I became kind of obsessed with like getting in here just for a look around and you know like <laughs> people we knew would come here all the time my husband included for work and, and everybody would tell me like it's It's just a normal place. And I'm like, yes, but we can't go in there. I want to go. (laughs) So when I eventually moved here last year, I think, you know, my friends and family seem to be as fascinated with the idea as I was. And so I decided when we came over here, because there's a lot of misconceptions about the Middle East, but particularly about Saudi. And I wanted to show people what a cool place it can be. You know, like it's it's very... open and everybody's very friendly and there's seriously cool stuff to do and you know beautiful scenery and it's pretty incredible so I decided I would use TikTok because I was kind of trying to get into TikTok more and I knew by using it myself was the only way that I would sort of properly understand how to use it and how it works and so on so the intention was to just kind of start doing some TikTok videos for <laughs> friends and family and maybe some of the people that follow me on Instagram and it just absolutely exploded in the space of a few weeks and like an alarming speed i think it's the first time in my life i've kind of experienced what it must be <laughs> like growth. for people to have <laughs> yeah. viral growth yeah. <laughs> huge <laughs> amounts of followers overnight so um yeah it's 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 been incredible i mean i've got to do some amazing things and went to some seriously cool places as a result of using TikTok so um yeah it's it's uh definitely one of my sort of favorite platforms to use right now
0: so you're kind of like you're I I feel like your your TikTok is your cakes and coffee and your Instagram is your um, is your skincare (laughs) yeah I mean
1: I was going to go on TikTok and you know do what I'm doing on Instagram and I just thought there's so many people doing it much better than I am (laughs) you know I just thought I, you know, I'll just talk about things I do day to day, which is, you know, go out here and go to the supermarket and go for coffee and what we do at the weekend and just normal life stuff. And it's kind of made me enjoy it more because it's, you know, I use that particular platform for one specific type of thing. And then it's very separate to my Instagram. And I kind of love that, that there's a differentiation, you know, between the two of them
0: yeah I I gotta. I love that for I love that for you I love that for you (laughs) (laughs) me and Jen always talk about it I find TikTok such a weird one it's like Jen just arrived on the platform and had 30,000 followers like the girl just literally arrived and everybody was like oh I love you (laughs) and then you people like and I remember doing a few bits I think it was like the start of quarantine is when I actually got into TikTok I was like maybe I'll do a few bits but then it was like I was like you I was like there's people out here that are doing it a lot better than me so I'm just going to stop doing this and now every so often I'll just like no pressure bang something up but otherwise I'm just kind of like I'm here to enjoy. I'm here to be a a consumer rather than a creator.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm the same. I mean, I upload so sporadically, but I use TikTok nearly every other day. Like I go on there to look at reviews or to search up places or just follow hilarious people. And so it's, it's, it's definitely, and it's not one that you need any kind of frequency or strategy for if Mm. you are trying to use it professionally. It, 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 the TikTok algorithm works in a completely different way to, you know, what we've been sort of browbeaten with with Instagram for so many years, you Yeah. Know? So it's kind of refreshing to sort of whack something up whenever you want to, because it doesn't matter. You know, you're not rewarded for consistency on there. You're rewarded because
0: of the yeah. video that you put up. Exactly. I think you're right. I think, like, everybody always moans about Instagram and engagement and content, but it is, especially when you try and put in, um a little bit of time yeah and it just doesn't really come back and you're like cool so I'll just I'll just go fuck myself then shall I yeah no that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just do that yeah there's no no worries um but anyway that's that's not why we're here although I do love your cake and your coffee content thank you thank you voice. so much <laughs> um, it, do you do anything special with your voice like a little baby mic or no well I I have learned
1: a lot from using TikTok voiceovers that you actually have to use hold the phone quite far away from your face when you're voice doing a voiceover because um you pick up a lot of background noise because the microphone obviously on the phone is very sensitive and I don't know I just and you have to speak very clearly for it to come across so a lot of people have said to me like you speak so much quieter on TikTok than you do on Instagram and I think it's just because of the microphone sensitivity and then I got used to doing it that way so now I'm a bit like and now we're going for our afternoon latte. It's a bit ASMR, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just love it. It's just, it's just so soothing. It's like, it, the, Simone's account is the, you're the same. You're at Simone's Scribes, are you? Yeah. On TikTok, yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's what you want to listen to before bed while also dreaming of <laughs> random pastries in the Middle East. Bizarre. Oh yeah. I know, it's crazy. But um, I wanted you on here because you have... Garnered really like I love the way you create content, but I also love the way that you've kind of built your audience, which I think is really important. Um, yeah. And you've kind of built it all around being Ms. Skincare, Ms. Skincare Queen.
1: Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of unintentional, to be honest. Like I have been on Instagram for years. You know, I've always just kind of put up whatever. I've never really had a strategy. I went through the kind of phase we all did years ago, where my filters were like extremely white and bright <laughs> everything was gray yeah. and white you know it's, it's kind of hilarious when I look back at that now because I, I cringe I'm like Jesus you know but we all did it like it was just a phase you know that we all did on Instagram but you know, I've never kind of had um you know I've, I've never had a really strict approach I just kind of talk about whatever you know whenever I want to and then I've always been passionate about skincare and I think as I got into my 30s you know, I really sort of nailed down my routine and I started reading a lot more about what I was putting on my face and how to approach, you know, fine lines and wrinkles effectively, you know, not just buying into all of these marketing, you know, um, BS campaigns that are out there. This will get rid of this and this, you know, I just didn't believe any of it. And so I started doing a lot more research in my early 30s. And then I just kind of became really obsessed with skincare and I just love it so much. And um, I started talking about it a lot more on Instagram, and I know people just responded really well to it, and I need very minimal encouragement to talk about it, <laughs> and so it just ended up being like a thing, and I love it. You know, I could literally talk about skincare all day, like when I do stories in the morning sometimes just about the products I've used, I could happily spend the rest of the day in my d m s just chatting to people about what they're using and you know they might ask me like have you tried this product or I've tried this if you tried this and I get recommendations and it's just something I love and I think because it's so um, tangible like you can see on your face the effort that you're putting in and when you start getting it right it's incredibly addictive and that's what happened to me a couple of years ago you know I just started to understand my skin a bit more and use the right products and when you see those results start to come through there's just there's no way back that's it like you're in you're in the skin club
0: (laughs) you're in the you're in for the skin yeah um I feel like quarantine was like when everybody started to pay attention uh, to their skin and they were like oh shit I actually have to take care of this and I think it's because people had a bit more time totally time at home yeah. And like, it was kind of a lot of people are like the way that people are spending now at the moment, they're spending more than ever. Obviously, yeah. everything's online. Um, but what I've noticed myself is that like recommendations just take off. So yeah. you have to almost be careful. Yeah. <laughs> because-
1: no, 100%. I mean, I'm conscious of like, you know, there's a lot of talk about it in the industry, people overlinking or linking to, you know, just multiple products that or or clothing or whatever it is they're linking to that maybe they've never used or, had themselves and it's just constant linking I think there's kind of affiliate fatigue as well especially in Ireland and so I'm I've always been a bit conscious of that like I only link to things that I am literally using in the video or that I have just bought and I think people can see that like I don't just randomly link to things like I only talk about things that I've used myself that I would recommend and also I talk about things that I've used and I don't like and I think that's really important as well like skincare isn't Cheap. I mean, I know there's a lot more, you know, skinny brands around now and it's a lot more affordable, but when you add up buying a routine, it's still a good chunk of money. And, you know, people don't need multiple hydrating serums or multiple vitamin C's or multiple this, that, and the other. And I just don't think there's any need for that. So a lot of the time I will just show the same things or a couple of the same things whenever I'm talking, because that's my reality. Like, yeah, I'm trying new stuff, but I still use and love the same products because they deliver. And I think that's the difference. You know, I'm not going to veer off and start linking to random stuff because it just won't work for me. You know, I want to look after my skin and
0: um, I'm just rambling now. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm loving life here. I'm literally like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> I think what I notice as well is that and I I rarely talk about skincare um, anymore. I used to talk about it when I had a much smaller audience and yeah. now I don't talk about it as much because I almost got skinfluencer fatigue yeah (laughs) where there were so many people talking bollocks it actually just annoyed me more than anything and I was like I cannot continue to hop onto this platform Mm. see people recommend like things that are not only expensive but like I mean if a lipstick doesn't work for you fuck it it doesn't work for you Yeah. but recommending serums to people that just a wide population and wide audience and there is that level of you know with skin I think it's important that there is you can't control the consumer but you can definitely control what you're trying to show them and the way that you're speaking and the words that you're using so I feel like there was almost like the minute that people saw skincare was working and it was kind of like growing them a bit of a following they just went balls to the wall and I've just seen so many yeah it's it's kind of exploded
1: hasn't it over the last couple of months and I think, you know, I think it's great. I think everybody should be talking about skin and and investing in their skin, and especially I think, you know, our age, sort of thirties, mid thirties, late thirties, forties. I think this is the time, you know, to to do it. But equally, I think there's a little bit of a responsibility when you're talking about skincare. Like you said, it's 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 kind of different to makeup in a way because you can't just say yeah, yeah, try this 2% retinol. It's brilliant to somebody who's never used retinol. And then, you know, they message you a week from now to tell you that their face has fallen off. And it, it's just irresponsible. Like you you have to be careful. It's, you know, you, and, and there's so much information available online. I mean, I did so much reading over the last couple of years, you know, figuring out what different ingredients did what and which ones I should avoid and figuring out my own skin. It's all there online. So I, I know what you mean when you do see you know, certain accounts just sort of ranting and raving about certain products, and you know they haven't tried them or they don't understand them as much as they think they do. Because um, it, it can be dangerous. I mean, it's your skin, you know, and we're all different. We all have different skin types and different stress levels and different reactions, and it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a minefield.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what turned me off as well because I'm always like, I've dry and dehydrated skin. I'm a real suckler for that, but like anytime that I see these, I just see it again and again and again. I'm like, oh seriously, just have one day off. Just one day <laughs> off. And it's not even about like stuff that they've not even tried, but it's like this kind of having this like branded conversation almost as if like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm like, you are 24. Yeah. <laughs> first of all. Yeah. You've literally just went on to the Decium website put in your skin type, read a little bit, and now you're coming on here and you're trying to actually have an engagement and have an audience. The worst part is people fall for it. I know. Yeah. That's the worst part for me. Yeah. is like, I see, I see the engagement go up and I'm like, oh my God, they're talking such bollocks. Please stop. But (laughs) I love
1: your, when you do talk about skincare, I think it's really fantastic because you know what you're talking about. I mean, you can tell, you know, when you're talking about the products you're using, I think that's That's the thing that I love, like the people I follow who talk about skin, they might not talk about it all the time, but when they do, I always listen because it's very genuine. You know, they're talking about products they've used, they've spent their own money on, or even if brands have sent it to them, they still give their honest opinion and say, you know, it, it didn't work for me, but it might work for you. And this is what the texture is like. And I think it's a bit expensive. And like, I'm, I'm kind of here for that in skincare because I do think there is so much you know, like blatant lying from skincare brands in particular, you know, trying to scare consumers by using these phrases and this terminology to frighten people into buying products that they don't need, that they don't understand, you know, and there's so much, um, you know, it's all marketing, isn't it? Like these products that come out and they show you this campaign. Like I always remember when, um, you know, a wishful skin, when they launched their Yo Glow scrub, and I saw all these videos on YouTube and TikTok and stuff of um, from people that had been sent the product and obviously had like read the press release in depth and everything. And they were saying, oh, yeah, when I use the scrub, these bits I can feel, that's the dead skin coming off. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's not your skin. And if no. it is, I'd be really worried no. that you were shedding <laughs> yeah. that much skin, like a white walker in your bathroom because you've used this <laughs> new scrub, like... You know, but they were so happy about this and telling everyone and, and and then, of course, like you said, other people will go and buy those products, and it's like that's not what it's doing that's it's it's a face scrub, you know it's not your skin that's coming up but the, I think I feel like the brand kind of perpetrated that, and you know there's a lot of that going on, and it's kind of hard to wade through it and so I feel like you're one of those people that always says, well, I don't think this is very good, you know, and I think there's too much hype around this or, you know what I mean? And I, I really value that. And I know lots of other people do, because at the end of the day, it's, it's money that you're going to spend on a product that may ultimately do nothing for you. And it's, you know, not saying not, not, you know, delivering on what its promise is supposed to be
0: yeah I think it's and that's I hate this kind of like you have a responsibility as an influencer and I'm like no I really fucking don't like I <laughs> really don't but uh, sometimes there is there is just certain boundaries that I don't want to like people just don't want to cross and I, I don't know what it is with skin I'm just like it's so important mm-hmm. and you have to be so careful like yeah. it's one thing to be flippant about a mascara and it's another thing to be flippant about a retinol yeah. <laughs> or a yeah. like you have to be so 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 careful yeah. but um that was kind of like Moving on from that, moving on from the negativity, if you will, <laughs> moving on from that. Um... I've kind of a couple of a couple of things that I want to run through with you but I okay. think especially with the audience that we have we've such a such a mix of kind of like busy mums versus younger girls versus kind of like you know we've got all of the shade range shade range we've got all of the <laughs> age range and the shade range <laughs> to tell you that but um we kind of have such a such a mixed and varied audience and a lot of guys here too <laughs> a lot of men yeah. so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what they think but I I think The thing that always comes up is like, what are just the couple of basic things that I need to even start myself off? Like I'm looking at people going to vitamin Cs. I'm looking at people going into hyaluronics. I don't know what the hell any of that means. Like what are the basic, basic, basic needs that I need for my skin and why do I need them?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the basic one I feel in the beginning is always a cleanser, a really good, gentle, effective cleanser. Um, Even if you're not wearing makeup, I think there's kind of a, A misconception around cleansing and makeup and you know why you would need to double cleanse or you know whatever cleansing is one of the key components to any good skincare routine because if you don't cleanse your skin properly you're essentially layering products onto skin that has dirt and grease and grime on it so they can't they can't penetrate (laughs) yeah exactly they can't penetrate the skin they can't get down in there to the layers and do their job so and that's how you get breakouts and that's how uneven skin tone starts and that's how you get blackheads. And, you know, cleansing is really the the starting point for any good skincare routine. So I always say to people, just get a really good, gentle cleanser. You don't even need to get an active one, you know, anything that exfoliates or has vitamin C and does all this. Just get a really basic, gentle cleanser that, you know, your skin won't react to. You don't even have to spend a lot of money on it. You know, the Inkey List do a good one, CeraVe do a good one, Cetaphil, um, Aven. There's so many that are very gentle on skin and effective. And you can use that cleanser morning and night. You don't have to have different ones. You know, just cleanse your skin in the morning, cleanse it at night. Um, and, and I know there's kind of a thing around double cleansing as well in the evening. But, you know, you have to cleanse your skin in the evening to remove the SPF that you've hopefully been wearing that day <laughs> and uh, any kind of you know dirt or makeup or anything you want and then the second cleanse is to actually clean the skin you know so and that's sort of the you must have that that's the key starting point for me like it's a, it's a good cleanser
0: I think it's funny that you said that about like it's first you have to remove and then you have to do your your second cleanse to actually mm-hmm. clean the skin and I'm I'm the I'll put my hands up I'm the only part I only started double cleansing last year yeah and I only started double uh cleansing my hair last year yeah because I didn't know that that was a thing yeah so I was like, here I am taking off my makeup. Yeah, everything's great, fine, banging on my stuff. That was all good and well. Yeah. I worked for Estee Lauder for five years <laughs> and I didn't have a proper skincare girl. routine. This this girl was floating in with a moisturizer once a day and that was it. Yeah. The cleanser to take off my makeup and moisturizer on top. And I was like, swing in, let's, meet, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of, I, re- I remember when I stopped getting away with it and it was when I turned 28 Yeah, is when I actually remember visibly looking at my skin and being like, wait, wait, what? Hang on what I a mean? minute. <laughs> yeah, what's going hold, on here? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on now. <laughs> this, is, this is a bit tricky. I don't remember you looking like this before. <laughs> and that was when the fine lines started creeping in and that's when like my skin was just grey and I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. So if only i'd had this this conversation a a while ago because i saw something funnily enough on tiktok the other day and this is a fact that i didn't know but um your skin only really starts to age after 25 around about then because of the collagen production
1: it's your whole body after 25 that's it you're dying (laughs) like literally that's (sighs) it Everything goes downhill from twenty five. You stop like producing the things you need That's to produce. Just, I know it's it's sad. It's terrifying. It's so unfair.
0: I know. It's just so unfair. Like it's just not really. I just didn't really think of that. Yeah, and it's mad that like teenagers now think, well, they have fucking better skincare routines than me. But I'm like, no wonder yeah. I got away with it for so long.
1: I know. <laughs> Honestly, the awareness now in the in the younger gang because we're old ones now, obviously, is is like amazing because. We just didn't have that. I mean, I I remember my godmother, she used to work for um, Lancôme, I think, back in the day. And uh, she worked in Brown Thomas, which at the time was called something else, you know, like Moons, Tots, whatever the names were. And I remember for my 12th or 13th birthday, she gave me the cleansed tone you know, the, the Clinique set, you know, the trio, everybody had it. It was like, cleanse, it was something oh, else. What?
0: Oh, the trio, yeah, the three-step.
1: Th- yeah, exactly. What? You got the three-step. Step. She gave me that and she was like, use these, you know, come on, Swan. you have to start looking after your skin. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, what are you on about? You know, I was like 13 at the time. But I did that. I did the, the Clinique three-step. For years I think till I got to like 17 18 and then you know hormones and night breakouts and everything and then I realized that the Clinique toner was really effective at like moving paint removing paint that you'd spilled off your kitchen countertop and then I was like wow like I've put that on my face and so you know I started changing things up but I definitely didn't have this knowledge now of like layering and SPF and treating breakouts and like none of that stuff you know it just wasn't around like it just wasn't a thing you know it was the most no. basic you know or you had like your boots equivalent skincare and you had your brown thomas that was it there was no in between yeah there was no yeah
0: there was no mid-tier brands no like at all so your cleanser—that's what we're. So first of all, get your cleanser, pop it into the basket. Any recommendations? Like any faves? Just
1: I love you don't have to share here, um, but I'd like if you the Inkey List, the oat Ban cleanser. Really enjoy that. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love Kate Somerville goat milk cleanser. Just incredible. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's really just beautiful. And I also love um, Clinique take the day off bam the one that comes in like a pot i particularly love that because i i'm quite lazy a lot of the time at night and i don't want to go into the bathroom and start splashing water around the place and have to rinse off and do this with the bam you can actually scoop it out put it onto dry skin and just sort of work it in and then you can go into the bathroom and rinse it off and it's very gentle and that's the key thing with all those ones that i've just recommended is that they are all super gentle
0: super gentle yeah more for a variation of skin type. so you've done your cleanse you're happy enough what are we moving on to now
1: um so if this is morning time let's say we do our cleanse and then the first thing i apply is eye cream i always use eye cream before serums before moisturizer before anything else because i don't want it to mix in with any of my other products i want it to be able to do its job you know um unaffected by anything else so i always tap my eye cream in and then I go on to my serum. So I usually use two serums. Um, I usually use a vitamin C and a hydrating serum. I don't always use both. It kind of depends Um, if my skin is kind of dry or irritated for any reason. I will usually skip vitamin C because it can be quite irritating if your skin is, you know, flaring up a little bit. Um, and then I'll use my hydrating serum. I always try and dampen my skin as well between layers. Um, because I just feel like it helps the product hold moisture on the skin for longer. You know, any kind of ingredients that um, have hydrating properties absolutely love to be applied onto damp skin. So vitamin C, hydrating serum, moisturizers, you can dampen your skin between all those layers. And, you know, by doing this for a couple of weeks, you'll notice the difference. Like they're just able to hold on to the moisture on your skin for longer. And then um, after my moisturizer, then it's SPF. So it's usually like a six or seven step,
0: you know, minimal <laughs> routine. Just minimal, six yeah. or seven step. Um, I have a bit of an unpopular opinion. I think eye creams are a bit shit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, just
1: don't notice it. I use them, to be honest, purely for the hydration. I mean, that that is the the key thing with under eye area is to keep it hydrated because when it's not hydrated, that's when it will, you know, if you're taking eye makeup off and you pull under your eyes, that's how you get fine lines and wrinkles. That's how it gets dry. It gets dry or it gets that kind of crappy look. I just always feel the key thing with eye creams is just to use them for hydration. I have used, I have to say one particular eye cream and it's probably one of the only ones that I've actually ever see make a difference to fine lines and wrinkles And that's um, Kate Somerville's retinol eye cream. Um, It's incredibly expensive. I think it's something like 80 pounds for like a standard tube of eye cream. But it actually works. So like it's honestly it was one of the first times I thought oh my god like this is incredible. You know I'm gonna have to keep using this. But to be honest, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, if you are staying hydrated yourself during the day, if you're using a hydrated under eye cream, if you're not stressed, your under eye area will just look better. Like it's it's a whole holistic approach to, to the under eye area, but skin in general, you know, like if you're feeling crap and you're not sleeping and you're tired or you're stressed, you are going to have bags. You are going to get fine lines and wrinkles. It's just life, unfortunately. So the best thing you can do is just keep it hydrated. That's why I love eye gels so much. That's something I'm always banging on about because they're just incredibly hydrating. Like they're amazing to put on and they de-puff your under eyes and they just make the skin feel very cool and they make you feel relaxed. And like, I think that's the best approach, to be honest. Like I wouldn't be spending huge amounts of money on eye cream. I certainly don't. I loved the Kate Somerville one, but I haven't repurchased it because I just can't justify that kind of money. 80 quid. Yeah, it's, Pound. it's,
0: it's a lot. Yeah stay to that like i know <laughs> stay to that price <laughs> i know it's funny that you say that like inky they've a retinol eye cream as well yeah and i love it you i, I was extra. really mm. really because i was always like why would i need that yeah <laughs> you know? You're like why do i need to fuck a retinol under my eye i'm just barely putting a retinol on the skin here now that's come on yeah you know come on yeah but um so okay so let's just say i'm a lazy bitch i'm not i've gotten my am skincare routine yeah but if I'm a lazy bitch and I'm just like I don't want to do AM, I don't want to be do PM. I want to do like I'm not going to do it. Essentially, I'll buy it, but I don't have time, or yeah. I'm just not that arsed. What are the products that you think can de- demystify it a little bit, and that you should definitely have?
1: Are you talking in terms of brands, or the oh, no. actual just the uh, type as in of like product? The actual. Okay, so what I would products, say yeah. for like the most minimal basic routine that will actually make a change in your skin is the cleanser. So really good, gentle cleanser, cleanse your skin morning and evening. I would use a vitamin C serum. Um I think vitamin C is just really essential, like an antioxidant serum. Just really, really important for protecting your skin, repairing your skin, preventing your skin from further getting further damage. It's just an incredible all-round whopper of a product. And then a really good moisturizer to lock it in and then whack your SPF on top of that. There's lots of other things you can add in, depending on your skin type, you know, like niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, there's various other things you can layer in there. But at the absolute basic, I would just say cleanse, vitamin C, moisturizer, and make sure you're dampening your skin between the layers and use an SPF. SPF is so important. SPF is, you know, the gatekeeper, essentially. If you are not putting spf on at the end you're just wasting your time there's no point like investing in skincare or or skincare or using skincare because you're not protecting your skin so you're using your serums and you're doing everything else but there's no point if you're going outside and you're not wearing spf like you have to
0: wear spf i'm always (laughs) around like (laughs) Like,
1: we're in our 30s here okay we have to you
0: gotta. We have to wear as we have. And even indoors.
1: I know.
0: Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so that's a, that's a question that I always feel people kind of come up there and like, but do have to wear indoors, and I'm like, yes. Do yes. you know why? Because you're not going to have that built into your fucking routine, are you? And then you're going to go out. Yeah. When there's sun rays out there, Karen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to ruin
1: it And like you know, there's UVA and UVB rays. UVA can penetrate glass, so if you're sitting inside and you're working at your laptop you that's it like it's happening to you and you don't have SPF on and UVA is like UVA stands for aging so like yeah hello fine lines and wrinkles just because you've been sitting at your desk near the window for a couple of hours every day like just I think it's important to like slap it on as a just a Basic party routine every day. Don't even think about what you're doing because it's irrelevant. That's what I say to people. It's irrelevant. Like you're going <laughs> outside. You're not. It doesn't matter. Just put the
0: SPF on. <laughs> put on the SPF. Yeah, it's exactly. fine. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly. I find, I think, with people a lot of the times, I think it's I think our maz like bedded into us when we were kids. There's something mm-hmm. about like just being terrified of the gloopy thick cream and yes. like don't go near it. Oh
1: no, hundred percent. I, I just think, don't think about when we were kids. Like. <laughs> there was only a white cast from the SPFs it Like, there. There was no like, and it just sinks into my skin. You knew when people were wearing SPF, like, you know, they were thick, heavy, you know, they did the job. I mean, that's what they were for, but it was more kind of associated with holidays and hot weather and definitely not kind of a an everyday thing. And, and An Irish thing. <laughs> no, for sure. And like, it, it's been a slow burn, I think, especially in Ireland, if you look at you know, skincare products and, and foundations and things like that, like over the years, they've slowly started to put SPF in them. And, and now it's turned into like a big thing, like, you know, brands are trying to bring out foundations and moisturizers and things that have the highest level of SPF that they can get into it. So, you know, there's, it's, it is really key now, but um I think there has been sort of, you know, a real lack of kind of knowledge around SPF. And I think that's partly just because of, the part of the world that we grew up in I mean we just didn't really see sun a lot of the time like we were all used to you know going off on holidays once or twice a year when we were kids and watching you know our parents chain themselves sun mounders with baby oil <laughs> you know like that was the norm you know certainly in my household and you come home and everyone's like wow look at the color you. Like, <laughs> you know the like, color crazy all. and and now when I think back I'm like Jesus like we were literally out there on the street like yeah
0: skin cancer come at us like here we are you know yeah. Like just come together. <laughs> us come fight me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i always say though i'm like every day you wake up and you don't put on spf you choose violence yeah and that's what you do you choose violence and you've woken up and you've chosen violence for yeah. that day so yeah. <laughs> please you know keep it in mind whenever you're waking up um so that's your three items that everybody has to have i have to say i noticed the biggest difference in my skin when I started using vitamin C. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Insane amount. Like It was like I had a brand new face. Mm.
1: It's incredible. It's really incredible. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss so something that else that i want to talk about and that always keeps coming up and something that still mystifies me a little bit and i'm like i don't know if i should be fucking around with this yet or not like it's a bit a bit wild is retinol? yeah so where does retinol come in when how who yeah i <laughs> mean st- it,
1: there's varying you know opinions on retinol and different approaches and different recommendations and brands have different you know approaches to talking about it but essentially retinol is a form of vitamin a and there's many different types there's retin-a there's retinol hide there's adapalene, there's tretinoin but they are essentially all as we know you know we just call it retinol basically but they're all derivatives of, of vitamin a and it's it's basically you know the gold star of anti-aging and skincare it's it's the only thing or one of the only things you know that has been proven to turn over the cells so get rid of dead skin cells reduce fine lines and wrinkles and basically you know do what we only dream skincare will do for us I feel in terms of um age wise I think yeah okay start using retinol in your 30s like definitely early 30s and onwards you could start using it in your late 20s but like I just don't feel that that's necessary a lot of the time and you have to be very careful with it depending on the products you're using, the percentage you're using. I didn't start using retinol until my early thirties and I read a lot about it and there was one dermatologist in particular and I really liked her approach and that's what I follow. So she says in your thirties, you should use it three times a week In your forties use it four times a week In your fifties use it five times a week and so on. But you have to build up to it and it depends on your skin and it depends on what you want to achieve by using it and you know, what your skin can take and percentages, it can be quite complex. Um, there's a lot of skinny brands and more affordable brands that have started bringing out their own retinol, and that has raised a huge amount of awareness around it, which is fantastic. And it ab- enables people to build it into their routine um, quicker. But the other thing is so, like, if you take the Inky List retinol, for example, a lot of people would say, oh, I'm using the inkylis retinol and um, I haven't noticed a huge difference, I've, but I've had no irritation. It's amazing. I've had no skin peeling. I've had nothing at all. But when you actually look into it, I think the inkylis retinol is something like 0.02%. So it's it's not even half a percent. Like it's it's very um, hydrating and gentle and not irritating. So you're not going to get results from that. You have to go for you know, 0.5%, 1%, 2% and upwards. But you have to start really, really slow. And I think there's just not a lot of, people don't talk about it enough, you know, like what it is and why you should use it and when and what it does and understanding it. Like it will basically make your face fall off if you use it wrong. It happened to me when I first started using retinol. in my 30s, I went in with like a 2% Paula's Choice. And within like two weeks, my face was just literally falling off. (laughs)
0: And I wouldn't mind Paula's choice. She knows what she's at. Like oh, her yeah. stuff works, it's but incredible. you have to be careful. You have to be careful.
1: <laughs> was like what? I went from like zero to a hundred overnight and I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't, I thought, yeah, I got to use this. Everybody says you have to use retinol. I have to use this, but I didn't understand it. It took me a long time to understand like my skin type where on my face, I might need retinol because you don't always have to apply it all over your face. You can be very specific you know you can apply it between your eyebrows or on your on your eye or above your eyebrows wherever you feel that you need to use it so yeah it's something that I would just approach with caution and just do a lot of reading about it there's so much information online just figure out what kind of one would work for you how sensitive your skin is the the kind of golden rule with retinol is to always start low and slow so a really low percentage and introduce it very slowly into your routine. So maybe in in the beginning, you might use it once every two weeks and then you build it up over time and eventually you bring it to where I am now, which is, you know, two to three times a week. I still have to take breaks sometimes, like, you know, because your skin is this ever-changing living being that just one week will have a freak out and decide to start peeling where it wouldn't usually peel. And then you have to take a step back and then you go back in again. So it's like a little dance but the results are worth it. You know, it it really does deliver. Like it will reduce fine lines that you're developing on your face and wrinkles, and it will reduce the size of pores. It's an incredible product. You just have to kind of be careful with it. <laughs> it's a bit sensitive. A little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll give you a scream. So I turned thirty last year, nearly thirty-one now. Kill me yeah. and. Um, I just purchased my first retinol, which is in the background, oh, here, the which is the inky list one. Yeah. So you were saying that I was like, I was like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, no, I'm slowly it's, dying.
1: Look, it's, it's, it's an introduction to retinol. That's the thing. There is retinol in it. It's a very, very low percentage, but it is a good way to just let your skin know, oh, here's a little bit of retinol. So it's, it's beginning. It's happening. So it's a good way, like use that for sure. I used it as well It's and it's great. Use that up. And then when you're finished with that, then go on to a low percentage. So go for like a 0.3% or a 0.5%. Um, use a brand like Paula's Choice or SkinCeuticals. They're a bit expensive, but their retinols are really incredible. Worth and you it. just work your way up slowly over time. and And then eventually the goal is to... Is to sort of move away from the retinols that we kind of know that you can buy over the counter and go on to um like tretinoin or one of the you know really key vitamin a's that you know you need to get from a doctor or you know in a clinical setting that they can prescribe for you it really is like a very slow build up and you have to take your time because you can really piss off your skin. You know, it gets very red. It starts peeling and you get super sensitive. Your skin is tight. It happened to me only like two weeks ago. I um, was using my retinol as usual. And then for whatever reason, I'd use something. I can't remember what it was, but I used a new product and it irritated my skin a little bit. And I carried out my retinol. And I shouldn't have done that. You know, I woke up in the morning. My face was just screaming at me. I was like, oh, so you have to like pair everything back repair your skin barrier you know apologize for your sins and then after like a week or two you can go back and bring it in again
0: and be like oh sorry about that i'm I'm here
1: (laughs) i'm around but i don't think like it's an essential thing like nobody knows your skin better than you do you know if you feel like you have lines and wrinkles that you're not happy with and you feel like you're doing all the other parts of your skincare and you're exfoliating and you're using your antioxidants and you're wearing spf and if after a while you know It's just not reducing them as much as you'd like. That's a perfect time to then look at retinol. You know, I think it's really key to have a a sort of basic skincare routine in place before you look at these things. You know, you, you have to cleanse your skin. You have to use antioxidants. You have to protect it and wear SPF. And then you build in other things. There's no point going from like zero to 100 and wondering why it's not working
0: or you know yeah what's going on well um very interesting so i'll, con- I'll bang i'll bang ahead then with my little <laughs> baby retinol we will see how we get on yeah, dude. um it's funny that it's funny that we're talking about retinol because one of the other questions that i had for you um was your life kind of changing product as in you know a brand and a product that you used and immediately and it might even be like from when you were younger or it could even be from right now but something that you used and you were like wow the difference I see is just yeah. through the roof.
1: There's two actually. And like, I know straight, I know what they are straight away when you when you started asking the question. Um, the first one is from SkinCeuticals and it's their vitamin C, which is um, CE Ferulic. And then there's another one, which is and CF, just depends on um, your skin. Basically, there are different ones for different skin types. Um, that's when I started using probably about 2 or 3 years ago and um, they have the patent for it Skinceuticals like they're one of the only brands that have done the research and development into vitamin C like it's been clinically proven to be effective at you know reducing pigmentation um, brightening your skin protecting your skin and that's why it's so expensive i think there's a you know always a little bit of confusion around vitamin C serums because somebody sees another brand and it's 10 euro and they're like why would i pay 100 and something euro for this vitamin c serum but it's they're allowed to charge that because of the ingredients they use and because of the research and development they've put into the product and it's patented and the whole lot um but that's one i started using and it's just the difference it makes to my skin to the tone of my skin to the evenness of my skin just general brightness i you know it's really incredible the impact that that has had. Um, it's unfortunate that it's so expensive, but it is just an amazing, I, like, I mean, I'm always talking about it. I know it's incredibly expensive, but it is worth it. It's one of those products that I will buy again and again, because it just delivers. It does the job. And I've tried other vitamin C's and plenty of them are decent. Don't get me wrong, but they just don't give me the results that skin do. And then, the other product is from the Inkey List. It's um, their glycolic acid toner. And it's 10 euro. And it's honest to yeah, God, wow. incredible. Um, I, for exfoliating, I usually prefer using um, exfoliant in toner. So it's my favorite form of, of exfoliation is in toner form. And I've used so many over the years. And there's so many great ones knocking around, you know, like Pixie Glow Tonic is a fantastic one. Dennis Gross's um, AHA and BHA pads are fantastic. There's so many great ones on the market, but I just can never get away from the results I get from using glycolic acid from the Inkey List. It's a very high percentage, which is part of the reason that the results are so phenomenal. It's 10% glycolic acid, so it's it's quite a lot. Like Pixie Glotonic would be 5%, so it's, it's quite a bit stronger. But it's one of those products that I use once maybe twice a week at night and when I wake up in the morning I just have like skin that's been born again it's just incredible at resurfacing the skin retexturizing getting rid of dead skin cells just smoothing the surface of your skin it's just phenomenal so I recommend it to everybody because a it's brilliant and b it's ten euro. <laughs>
0: so I was about to say I, I I love the fact that you were like I'm going to go and hit you with a hundred euro serum and then I'm going to go and hit you with a ten euro <laughs> it's, toner. Yeah, it, so. It's
1: all about balance. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a sucker for any particular brand or particular price point. I don't buy into you must use only this brand for your skincare. Any of that stuff. I purely go after the products that work and deliver and whether that's 100 euro or 10 euro I will buy them because at the end of the day it's about you know the impact that they have on your skin and the results that they give you
0: yeah for sure it's funny I my one that kind of comes to mind is something that I only used last year and I've never seen you talk about the brand so Mm. I'm excited to hear what you think of it um and I've only actually tried I've tried three things from them hated two and this one thing I'm absolutely obsessed with and it's honeymoon glow by pharmacy Um, And it's an AHA, BHA mix kind of serum. Okay. And it's something that you pop on and you're supposed to leave. You're only, you're not supposed to layer anything on top of it sure. like, to truly get the best properties out of it. You're supposed to just apply it to damp skin and leave it overnight. And oh my God, like I remember using that last year and I'd kind of been using it like, I used it around twice a week. It is going to tingle. It's got a lot of stuff yes. in there, a lot of activities going on in there. <laughs> and I remember in three weeks later, the amount of messages that I was getting being like your skin what have you changed what Mm -hmm. have you changed and I was like okay if people can see this through Instagram through that bogey camera on Instagram then something's working (laughs) Yes, like something's going right
1: AHA and BHA together is phenomenal though I mean that's 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 top layer and your deeper layers all in one you know from one product how can I ask how much it is it's 60
0: yeah see that's that's fine that's fine if it delivers yeah exactly <laughs> that's fine like twice a week little pump and a half you know you're going to get a while out yeah. of that bottle Yeah. Um, and what I found about it it was funny because it came so when I was buying it I was researching it and the Sephora review is actually it's the highest I think it might be one of the highest rated uh, products in skincare in Sephora ever okay okay I definitely need to pick yeah. this up because there's Sephora here <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like hello <laughs> Yeah. you're like oh I absolutely agree that <laughs> And it was funny because it was a girl from Sephora and she was talking about it and she was like, we can't keep this. Like, this is, it's called 21 Glow for a reason. Your skin is going to look like a brand new bitch. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, in the bag. And I was like going back and forth because I was like, okay, 60 on something that I just have literally started researching. Like, I haven't seen it a lot. Influencers talk about it. I haven't seen anybody really talk about it. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about pharmacy because it is a very American brand, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of them, but I just haven't,
1: like like you're totally right it's it's one that I just haven't seen a huge amount about and I suppose visually as well it's quite a um if I if I'm thinking of the right brand it's quite kind of just sort of normal skincare packaging like they're, they're not trying yeah to, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. they're not trying to reinvent yeah. the wheel yeah. and like, you know we're all so aesthetically driven these days like I'm a sucker for good packaging and you know so but yeah I'll definitely look into that one
0: here, listen, glow recipe. I was about to fall into the trap and then I like read the reviews and I was like, okay, they're literally telling you it's shit. And I was like, but it's so cute. <laughs> it looks like jelly. I know. I was like, oh, but it's so cute though. And it's like, definitely not if you've dry, dry skin. And I was like, but it's really cute though. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive as well. It's really expensive yeah. and highly perfumed, so I'm not really mad about it. But um not really bad about it. But I got it so when I was researching it, it was um I was like, yeah, 60 quid, all over it, love it. But Look Fantastic actually had the full-size serum in a set with like a sample size of their honey cleanser and then a sample size of their honey oil. So I was like, grand, I think it was an extra like 12 euro. I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll I'll try a few. If I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound here. So got the whole set. Um, Cleanser was dog shit. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It, like my skin was screaming after using it. Very stripping, but not yeah. like stripping, but not even. It was like so gentle could take off your eye makeup, whatever. Oh, it I like know. my eyes were on fucking fire. <laughs> like I was like, ah, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh god, the worst. Yeah, and then the oil is just it's like it's like a honey oil, so it's quite sticky. And I was like, okay, I get it. But they were like amazing for before makeup. Not true. Makes your makeup roll. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's like oil? rolling. Yeah. Oil, yeah, I was like, okay, so my makeup is now ro- like fully rolling, like actually rolling. So yeah. not loving that. So I didn't really have high hopes for the L. I I was like, here we go again. I'm after buying something so stupid. But oh my God, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Can't say I'll run and grab anything else from pharmacy, but they knew what they were doing yeah. with that one. Okay, no,
1: I'm
0: definitely, you've sold you know, me. She's gonna a pick it up. yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm really into that now. Yeah. Um, and I just, I find it funny because there is always, there is those things, isn't it? There's those kind of like products that stand out to you over like the test of time. And you're like, I remember what it was like and how my skin felt the first time I used that or how much I used yeah. that. And another would be my holy grail of all time is my Trilogy uh, Rose Hip Oil. Oh, I know. <laughs> you
1: love that. You love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I never shut the fuck up about yeah. it. I'd say Trilogy or like cut the cut the cord you're, like, you're overdoing it Carla <laughs> yeah you're overdoing it like we get it but I'm always like I love it and I just think it's absolutely the best thing ever um, but that's the thing like, God goblet. a product
1: that you love and that works for you you know and I do think like we become kind of slightly less fickle as we get older especially with skin like yeah. it goes back to seeing something working and if it does you're just going to keep buying it because you know it's not makeup you're trying to you know change the surface of your skin and reduce pigmentation and hydrate and all that stuff and if they do it
0: you know you're a fan for life like that's that's how it works yeah you know quite literally and I think it's it's funny because it's funny because it's true now but it's funny because I love like that that trilogy thing and I, I feel like such a gobshite every time I'm talking about it. I'm like, and here it is again. It's the tr- yeah, you knew it. You read it here first. It's the trilogy cleansing oil, the rose hip one. Funnily enough, like say people are like, boo, get off the stage, you
1: know. I do think though you, you do feel like that, but people don't mind. Like they want to see genuine you know, interest and love for products like, uh, you know, I'm saying like there's certain products I'm constantly banging on about because I use them like I'm using them every day. So I'm going to talk about them every day, you know. Uh,
0: Do you ever feel because I feel pressure. So I know that I love my rosehip cleansing oil, Mm -hmm. but I've bought every cleanser other than that Mm because I was like, no, it's time for me now to actually take a bit of a break and to actually cop on a little bit and try something new. Do you feel that pressure?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think at heart I am a little bit of a product junkie i have kind of always been like that like i do like trying new things and i think probably when i was younger i was more quick to sort of rush out and just buy stuff and be like yeah i'm so excited about this new launch i think now i'm still the same i still get excited about new launches but i'm more hesitant now like i will go online and i will read about the product and i will look at the ingredients and i will look at reviews and i will think. You know, a lot of the time it's a straight up no, because you realize it's been developed for not your skin type for a completely different skin type or whatever. And I do still do that. I mean, And there's certain brands that, you know, we all kind of have favorite brands. And so, you know, if there's one that a brand is bringing out a new product that I know I'm going to love, I will go and get it, you know, because I want to try it. And, you know, there might be hype reviews about it and things like that. So for sure, I still do that, but probably not as much as I used to. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, I feel you. So, love, love, loving all of this, loving, loving all of that. Um, and I think you've answered it yourself about the differences between like high end and low end skincare. And it's a hard one because a lot of people kind of ask me, and it'll happen. They'll be like, hey, um, I need a serum. And not just any serum. I want a serum that's going to do this for me, that for me, get rid of fine lines and wrinkles, that's going to get, you know, help renew my skin, that's going to give me hydration, um, but also not expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Are we doing this? Like, are we here? Are we? It's very
1: hard, I think. Um, And I think especially in skincare, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around skin. I mean, certainly when we were growing up, it was the more expensive the product, the better it was. There was no kind of awareness around ingredients or, you know, targeting specific things. It was into BTs to buy the most expensive thing you could afford because that's the best approach to it and so on. So there's a lot of that. I think some people will say they need a new serum. And so they think they need to buy the most expensive one because it will deliver. And so it's, it's kind of trying to explain that not all of these serums are the same. And a lot of the time the ingredients are replicated in much more affordable brands. And why don't you start there, especially in the beginning, like there's no need to race to a finish line, like start, you know, with skinny brands, as I love, you know, talking about them all the time, start with them and try out different things and but I think it does come to a point age-wise when you do need to look at products that will deliver results like when you are looking to target fine lines wrinkles pigmentation you know texture issues you do have to generally um spend a little bit more in certain areas not in every single one and it depends what your issue is you know just because you want a, a great night serum it doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money on it But maybe you'll spend money on a serum that targets the pigmentation on your face that's been bothering you for the last few months. So it's just kind of doing a bit of research around it and understanding why you want to use a certain product or why you think you need it and taking kind of a good hard look at your skin and thinking, right, well, what's my skin type and what are my issues and what am I unhappy about? And then go for products specifically for those. You know, I think, I don't know, especially in Ireland, there seems to be, I think it's just because, again, how we grew up and our exposure to skincare and brands, there's a thing around like night creams and night serums, and I need to spend money. And it's like, you really don't. And and a night cream is a moisturizer and a night serum is a serum. They're the same thing. You know, they're using the same ingredients. It's all marketing, all of this that, that is out there that we're trying to be pushed into buying. It's the same thing as brands telling you, like you can only use our products. You have to use step one, two, three, four, and five. That's the only way you're gonna see results. It's complete BS. You can use as many brands as you want. Again, it's down to what you're trying to treat and what your skin is currently like.
0: Okay, so as much as I would love to stay here all night, and I really would. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would really, i
1: really exactly enjoy exactly
0: the same. To stay yeah. here. Just talk about skincare yeah. for I'm hours. Like, let's just keep. I know. <laughs> let's just keep going. Yeah, just like you know, fantastic. Um, what is your most unpopular skincare opinion?
1: Oh God, what is my most unpopular skincare opinion? Um, probably that I don't, I don't really understand the buy-in to brands like Image and brands like environ oh girl oh. um i just don't i don't really get it and i think it kind of um relates to what i said a couple of minutes ago about about brands kind of strongly encouraging people to follow steps 1 to 5 in order to see results like you must use this and then this and this you know there's a lot of women out there who just want to work on their skin and improve their skin and do whatever that takes. And, and I think some brands, um, not those two in particular, but I think some brands kind of take advantage of that and there's a bit of fear mongering. And, and I think the same thing happens in a lot of, um, clinics, you know, everywhere, but at at home as well, you know, with facialists and so on recommending again, steps one to five of X brand because they work with that brand. I don't think that's right. Um I don't really agree with it and a lot of the time those brands are very expensive and so somebody just starting out in skincare is being encouraged to spend a couple of hundred euro on a basic skincare routine. Um I I don't really believe in that and I just don't think it's necessary either especially not in the beginning. For sure when you are further down the road and you want to target certain areas or you're getting into retinol and things like that absolutely you know there are these brands that are specifically good for that that are more expensive for sure but not not in the beginning I just I just don't I just don't really believe in it and and I just don't really understand the kind of buy-in to particular brands when they haven't tried others and some of the others are excellent in half the price you know I just I don't really I don't really get that get it that's probably my most unpopular opinion (laughs) then
0: on, on the skincare. Yeah. I mean, like, a most unpopular opinion. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that you say that. I, f- I feel like we just had this kind of massive bulk assault with Image and Environ. I don't know what the fuck happened. It just came out of nowhere. I don't know anything yeah. about those brands. I almost revolted against them because Mm. it was too much for me. I was like, no, there's too much much bollocks being spoken. I can't.
1: But I'm exactly the same. Like if there's a specific brand that everybody's talking about that's being rammed down people's throats, I will automatically recoil from it. Because I just think, no, I don't know why this is happening. I like to do my own research and go off and try different things. I just just don't sort of like that approach. And, And I definitely think at home, like, to be honest with you, living overseas for many, many years, I didn't have a lot of experience of image at all. I knew very little about that particular brand. And when I came back to Ireland, it was everywhere I went. Everybody was talking about it. And and I'm not sure for always the right reasons. Like, it, it's probably, is it the result of a phenomenal marketing campaign, influencers using it? I really don't know because it's not cheap. It's expensive. Um I know there's people I follow who use particular image products and they swear by them and I'm sure they're great, but I'm just always a bit suspicious of any kind of blanket <laughs> marketing yeah. or blanket talking Treatment. about a specific <laughs> brand. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'd rather try different things and, um, you know, just go my own way,
0: basically. And just be be yourself. Be yeah. you, girl. Be
1: you. You do you. Still be you.
0: Small, <laughs> so, well, where can we find you? You can find me
1: online um, on Instagram. My username is Simone Scribes. A lot of people ask me that. Why is that your username? It's because when I was a writer for so many years, I just set up the account as Scribes. Like, Simone Scribes as in writing that,
0: that's why it is it's not my surname yeah, that's cool that's a cool name <laughs> I know this like is how, like to... I was fucking Glitter K <laughs> I know I loved yours
1: I loved yeah. Glitter K you know, there's, there's a Glitter trend K? now isn't there to like, change your handle to your real name And I just, I'm not into that. Once you're big enough. I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I like my little username. Once you've Um, outgrown. So yeah, that's my Instagram. And I also have um, a blog where I mostly talk about skincare and that's simonelovesmakeup.com. I've had that for much longer than I'd like to admit, to be honest, probably (laughs) almost 12 years now. It's very old. Yeah, it's been around for a very long time. Yeah. So that's where I am. Usually, that's where you can find me.
0: <laughs> that's where you can find you. Well, Simone, as I said, you were one of my dream guests um, oh, um, on the delighted. list. And, you know, a great person to, to run this solo. I've never ran a podcast without Jen. Jen's done it without me when I Why bumped off on holidays. Just fantastic. I've never done it you're like wow go you uh, i miss her i miss her but she even said she was like the fuck am i going to talk about i basically put on a bit of water and a little bit of moisturizer no that's fair
1: (laughs) no i love talking to you about it because i feel like we're soul sisters when it comes to like talking about products and reviewing and things i think one of the first times i ever came across you i think it's why i followed you was um you were Reviewing a tan. I can't remember what tan it was, but it was green. It came out green. And I remember you were like, Okay. And you were trying not to, you know, be too negative. You were like, you know what? Overnight, it's going to change gonna develop no, it was green. Yes. <laughs>
0: green the next No, it word. was green.
1: Oh, and I thought, Oh my green. god, I can get on board with this honesty. Like it was incredible. So, um yeah, no, I'm I'm also a big fan girl of yours. Glitter K. You'll always be glitter K to me.
0: I, I know. I'll always be glitter K to some people, but I had to move on with my <laughs> oh simone thank you so much you have been a little angel baby child Um, and i'm so excited for people to 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 hear this you know and to to get into it you know i feel like any questions (laughs)
1: like i ramble a lot when i'm talking about
0: skincare that's allowed. You're allowed to yeah. ramble here. All we do is waffle anyway. That's so right. um, <laughs> thanks a million. And guys, next week, Jen will return. She will return to us um, for a new topic. But otherwise, thanks a million, everybody, for listening. And uh, goodbye. Good night.